1: a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash Clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Bold, reverent, and occasionally random. The Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast starts now. Buck, I, I had a fun, well, it wasn't really that fun, but it was an interesting uh, interaction. I had two interesting interactions right after I finished the show yesterday, okay? Interaction number one, I, so I'm publishing this new book. It's coming out in August, and I had a call with the lawyer who had reviewed it to make sure whether there are things that need to be changed for legal reasons, whatever. Nothing needs to be changed, but only like five or six people have read my book, and so at the end of the call, I was like, hey, what did you think of the book? And he was like, I disagreed with all of it. (laughs) And I was just thinking, I was just thinking for the lawyer who had to review my entire book and he hated every single argument that I made the whole way through. That's really kind of remarkable. Second thing was I'm trying to get um, life insurance. Uh, because you know I'm 44 now, I got young family, want to take care of them, whatever. So I've got i uh, uh, I've got a medical exam that I have to do. You, you like got a little they,
0: more salt and pepper in that beard, buddy. I'm just saying. True. You know, I'm on. I was on thinking you, about
1: that the other day. I've never dyed the beard, but I was uh, I was actually trimming my beard this morning. It's almost all white. My my hair has not gone white, but I'm going to be like a little bit of a weird dude because I'm going to just have a white beard and then still not white. hair. I don't know if anybody else has had this happen. It doesn't make sense to me why the beard would go white and the hair would stay relatively brown or whatever. So I'm not sure what the cause is there. But she comes in and it's pretty detailed. Like at one point she has me hooked up to an EKG and I got to lay down on the couch and there's like all these different prongs to read my heart and everything else. And she's taking a lot of blood and everything else. But the minute she walks in, uh, she, uh, she hears me and she says, oh my God, I love the show. And then the second part, she's like, you haven't been able to eat your turkey and cheese sandwich today because I wasn't allowed to eat food before the examination. So she was like, we got to get through with this really fast. So I wanted to thank Lori uh, for coming out and making sure hopefully that I don't die anytime soon uh, and that if I do, at least the family gets money for it. But I love that she was such a listener that she immediately thought because of the blood work and everything else, oh, you haven't had the opportunity to eat lunch. So she was fantastic. Sundays with Clay and Buck. There's a scene in Season 4 of Succession, Episode 2, aired a couple of weeks ago, uh, where the main character, the dad, the media baron, is addressing his children. And I feel like we need to get this uh, clip and just keep it on constant refrain because I heard it and I was like, this is so amazing. And the main character, the media baron, who is a Rupert Murdoch-like figure, says to his children, I love you, but you are not serious people. (laughs) And I thought it was such a perfect line, and I know there are a lot of parents and grandparents out there that are like, oh my goodness, they just distilled my entire life. I love you, but you are not serious people. And I feel like many left-wing arguments, when it really boils down, they're all cosmetic theater. Uh, They don't really have substance behind them because at their essence, they're rooted in emotion. And emotion is, frankly, the enemy of logic. And so, I love you, but you are not serious people is such an amazing line. And it was in season four, Succession, episode two. I thought about that. There's been a big controversy, right? We still don't have, let's start here. We still don't have the trans shooters manifesto in Nashville. It has now been 15 days. And the left wing has been adroit. They've been skilled. They've been incredibly well trained. And they have turned in Nashville, my hometown, they have managed to turn this crazy trans shooter into a demo, uh, Republicans or racist argument. That's what they've pivoted from. We still don't have the trans shooter manifesto. Kamala Harris can travel to Nashville won't meet with the victims of the shooting because they don't want to reinforce that this was a crazy trans shooter. Instead, Kamala Harris comes here and they try to say, oh, all Tennessee Republicans are racist, right? That's the argument. Now, to be fair, Tennessee Republicans did screw this thing up when they didn't vote the crazy white chick out too. They just voted the two black guys out and the crazy white chick survived by one vote.
0: Can we just also add to that that she begged them not to yes. expel her. And then the moment she got her wish, she turned around and said, you who failed to expel me did so because you are racist. Yes. Just see, so that is in microcosm what it is to deal with a lib politician in America today. Please, please. I beg you. I want to keep my job fine. You weren't quite as egregious as the others. You're letting me keep my job out of racism, sir. That her is troop. what they
1: did. And if you fell for it, you're an imbecile. Frankly, Uh, if you were one, look, if you wanted to say, hey, on principle, I don't think we should be voting anybody out in the Tennessee legislature. I don't think this makes sense. I'm going to vote against all three. Okay, I can see that argument because you kind of turned them into martyrs. You can see that argument. But if you tried to split the baby and you're like, I'm going to toss the two black dudes out, but I'm going to keep the white chick who begged for forgiveness and then immediately went outside, she had those crocodile tears, and then as soon as she survived and wasn't kicked to the curb, she immediately said, oh, it's racism. That's why I didn't get kicked to the curb. You got played. You played yourself. And speaking of playing yourself, this is one of the two expelled members of the Tennessee Democrat Party. I believe we have this audio all queued up and ready to go, right? So he went to Bowden which is a super elite, what does Bowdoin cost? Probably $75,000 a year buck. I mean, probably tuition, something like that. Yeah. It I is mean, it's one in the, the same richest. conference
0: as my school, Amherst. Not as yes. good as
1: Amherst, but it's pretty good. So in Maine, it is the one of the richest, whitest schools historically on the East Coast. This guy went to that school, all right? And he didn't just go to that school, he ran for student body president, and guys, I'm going to ask you to stop it if we can, right at the end of his, this is the same guy that was expelled, that now is trying to pretend like he's Malcolm X or Martin Luther King Jr. Here he is in 2016, running for student body president of this elite, super white, liberal, rich kid school uh, in Maine. Listen.
2: Listen. Justin J. Pearson, and I'm running for president of BSG. There are a few reasons that we're running this campaign this year. One has to do with representation. How can we represent all voices in a conversation? I want to do this by partnering with organizations from the Putin Democrats to the Putin Republicans. I want to bring together different voices, dissenting voices, voices that may be more liberal or more conservative, in order that we can reach a point of sort of the radical middle.
1: Okay, pause. Great job there, guys. That is his campaign message. Bowden, Bowden, however you pronounce it. Bowden. Bowden, all right. Bowden. He wanted to be the student body president. You need to watch the video. Uh, That is 2016. Here is this past weekend in a Nashville church. He now has a monster afro. Same dude. Listen.
2: Seemed like the NRA and gun lobbyists might win. But oh, that was good news for us. I don't know how long this Saturday in the state of Tennessee might last, but oh, we have good news, folks. We've got good news that Sunday always comes.
1: All right. Now, can we just, I I want to put them now back to back. Now, you heard them separated. This is the same dude, again, separated by seven years running for student body president at his super white school in Maine that costs $75,000 a year, talking about how he wants to bring everybody together, and then it's suddenly like record scratch, 1965, and he's Martin Luther King Jr. Listen to the whole thing.
2: Justin J. Pearson, and I'm running for president of BSG. There are a few reasons that we're running this campaign this year. One has to do with representation. How can we represent all voices in a conversation? I want to do this by partnering with organizations from the boond Democrats to the boond Republicans. I want to bring together different voices, dissenting voices, voices that may be more liberal or more conservative, in order that we can reach a point of sort of the radical middle. Seemed like the NRA and gun lobbyists might win. But oh, that was good news for us. I don't know how long this Saturday in the state of Tennessee might last. But, oh, we have good news, folks. We've got good news that Sunday always comes.
1: This reminds me, Buck, of, you remember the movie 8 Mile? When uh, Eminem's going up against the uh, the other elite rapper. And Eminem just takes all, I mean, he's a poor white kid, literally 8 Mile, And he points out that Clarence, if I remember correctly was his name, went to Cranbrook, which is the most exclusive and expensive private school in the Detroit area for anybody listening to us who grew up in the Detroit area. And he just says Clarence went to Cranbrook. And everybody just loses it because the guy is a total poser, right? He's, and I wish we could curse sometimes, he's full of crap. He is pretending to be, like a cosplay, a really bad actor that is trying to pretend like right. it's 1960s in Tennessee.
0: I mean, I I get nervous if I say y'all that people are going to think that I'm appropriated, you know, but it is I such it. a good contraction. My wife
1: was super nervous because she's from Michigan. She's been in Tennessee for 20 years. And I remember having a conversation with her. When can I use the word y'all and not sound like I'm a faker, right? Like not sound like I'm it's a, a real pretender. thing.
0: Everybody y'all is the is the best way to say what you're trying to say, period. It's better it's than the you most guys. Efficient. It's
1: better than you yes. all. Yes.
0: You guys is a very is a very I think it's definitely northeastern, midwest mid Atlantic midwest, and Midwestern. You guys. Yeah,
1: yeah. You guys.
0: Um, you know, but we say you guys in New York, y'all makes a lot a lot more sense. Or or if you're really a New Yorker, you know, Manhattan, you might say all of you. But all of you is quite a mouthful. So Look,
1: I think we've got another great clip here, too, because I always love seeing this, too. And I bet a lot of you are also having this uh, reflection. Here is Hillary Clinton, who suddenly... Like, this is one of the all-time great... Like I'm going to totally sound different depending on what audience I'm talking to. 2007, here's Hillary Clinton from the Chicago area pretending that she's Southern. Listen.
2: I don't feel no ways tired. I come too far from where I am started from nobody told me that the road would be easy i don't believe he brought me this far to leave me
0: i think we may have just violated the geneva convention by playing that on the air because i think we actually used to use tapes of hillary to uh you know to torture prisoners to get information back in the day that was
1: brutal this ah! is what southerners know well really bad southern accents because you're trying to pretend that you talk like us right i'm born and raised in nashville i've been around movies are filled with people with bad southern accents we'll talk about it you know as southerners like you watch them there's two things that always happen one there's a lot of really bad southern accents two every time there's a movie set in the south everybody's sweating it's, it's really if you go back and watch like a time to kill. It's as if air conditioning doesn't exist in Mississippi. I, like I've every also time never they're actually talking, se- they're I've, covered. In I've sweat. never
0: seen someone chewing on the long, like almost looks like a piece of wheat or something. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, straw. Yeah, yeah. I've, they do this in movies all the time. I've never actually seen this
1: anywhere. You know who was really good at that, by the way? Fred Thompson, uh, uh, rest in peace, was former Tennessee senator, also an actor, but. Other politicians used to complain because his whole campaign was, I'm just going to get in a red pickup truck and drive around the state. And he was a, a legitimate elite actor. But all of his commercials, he was phenomenal. Like, I can't act. People are like, oh, you know, if you watch, we used to do skits for the sports gambling TV show that I would do. If you give me lines to recite, I am the worst actor on the planet. Like, they would all make fun of me. Because we'd have a script and I'd have to memorize lines and I couldn't do it. If you just tell me extemporaneously, hey, just go act normal, I can do it. I'm fine on TV. But if you tell me you have to deliver this, I can't do it at all. A lot of these dudes are actors, right? I mean, that's embarrassing. If you're represented by that guy, I mean, that is pretty pathetic. And if Saturday Night Live was actually funny or made fun of left-wingers, this would be a goldmine.
0: I mean, look, there are a lot of... A lot of people on the uh, on the Democrat side have gotten away with very obvious pandering and and acts of uh, you could call it you know personal fraudulence, right? I mean, pretending to be something that they're yes. not. We all remember, you know, John John Kerry famously all of a sudden is I I love um, shooting at the ducks that go quack quack, and <laughs> I'm you know I we had the butler gave me this wonderful shotgun to use. I borrowed it from him. I mean, he was. The least man of the people, man of the people you could ever see. And I think one of the things, uh, honestly, not to make this a Trump conversation, one of the things about Trump that people found so appealing is he's like, yeah, I'm a billionaire and I like cheeseburgers and that's really, you know, or, you know, McDonald's cheeseburgers and that's really who I am. Um, And and I do think that increasingly authenticity is an asset for people. The most important trait. But but there are a lot of frauds. There are a lot of frauds who get very, very far in politics to this day. Um and you know, I mean, even uh I mean Tucker's done a lot of of talk on on his show about uh uh Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was was Sandy Cortez and then realized and you know went to BU, which was at one point the most expensive school in America. Most it's up there with GW America.
1: where I went. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, right up there with GW. Um and then and all of a sudden we're being told that she's from the Bronx and she had this hard no, I mean, she you know, grew up in a household with working professionals who sent her to a $70,000-a-year a university in, I think it was Riverdale, which is actually a uh, not just Oak, it's a fancy part of New York, but it is in the Bronx. So there's this interesting, I think Tucker says she's from Westchester. Anyway, um, but you see a lot of that. A lot of people changing around uh, their identity in a way that is more suitable politically for them because it makes them seem like they're... Of the it's a false populism is really what you're it makes them seem that like Hillary oh I'm Clinton, just like you. That so Hillary vote for Clinton me.
1: clip is one of the funniest things that I've heard. I mean that that uh, look this little Tennessee rep whatever his name is I don't even know his name that's funny. But Hillary Clinton was legitimately convinced that she was going to be the first woman president of the United States, and that is the most insulting. <laughs> Like first of all, it's a bad Southern accent. She has a bad Southern accent, and then she tries to speak in like Southern Black vernacular, which is even more awkward and ridiculous. I would just have run. I mean, I feel like if you just ran that that clip anywhere in the South, like she would not win a single Southern state because it's you can't look any more inauthentic. And that dude, I mean, it's just it's it's pathetic. And it also raises the question: Why? And this is a good one for all of you out there. Why do so many Democrats want to pretend it's still 1954 or 1965? They, like why they wanna, are they they, they, they want the mantle of the civil rights movement when yeah. you've got all the rights you could possibly need? Because their
0: mindset is that they don't have to engage with the other side or deal with even facts or reality because they stand in a position of moral righteousness from the start that is both unassailable and unquestionable. And so that's why they love the 1960s. Uh, civil rights positioning in 2023 because it's how dare you we're the ones that are saving the country and we sit around saying i don't know pretty sure transgender surgery for 10 year olds is not actually saving anything and it's pretty horrible
1: Um, and And i don't think mlk would have been like hey you know what i really hope that one day we can live in an america where 14 year olds chop their boobs off i don't think that would have been the next step of the mlk progression just throwing it out there Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. with as little as four picks more player action on prize picks now than ever and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured download the free prize picks app and open your account use my name clay for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars download the prize picks app Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. We value the heroes from our military, law enforcement, firefighters, emergency medical professionals, and other government service personnel. So does an American company whose entire mission is built around serving this deserving group, GovX.com. If you've served our country in one of these types of jobs, go to GovX.com and join the community today. It's easy and totally free.
0: GovX members get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands that honor your service. Brands like Oakley, Vortex Optics, Yeti, Under Armour, and many more. You'll also save big on sports tickets, entertainment, and travel. GovX.com is a one stop shop for everything you need on or off duty.
1: GovX donates a portion of every order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. More than 8 million people are already saving every day through GovX.
0: Visit GovX.com and use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck. Uh. tell you this and if my family's listening i don't know if they're listening my family's really into birthday cards which i i've i I mean i don't know i'm not like necessarily i
1: sound kind of like the birthday grinch here i'm just not that much of a card guy i just in general when you have kids there are so many things that suddenly you become having to be on top of like it's one thing to be responsible for let's say you get married you just got married buck It's one thing for you to be responsible for Carrie, right? You're going to get her a gift. It's her birthday. When you have kids, you're responsible for your kids taking care of their mom's birthday and also Mother's Day and all these other dates. And all of it just kind of runs together and just becomes kind of an overwhelming, it feels like at times, tidal wave of responsibility that dads who aren't necessarily that great with all the details of, of, of celebrations, suddenly have foisted upon them. Does that make sense? You're yeah. going to find this out. I know there's dads nodding out there along like crazy. Well, I think I've, I've told you this. I, we got, and I was really the one who pushed it, no, no
0: Christmas presents among the adults in my immediate family. Yeah, Christmas presents for people you, you know, bonuses kids. really yeah. for people you work with and presents for kids like my little nephew. I got him, I got him a truck dinosaur combo. Cause that's that's a,
1: that's a heck of a combo. He loves by
0: dinosaurs that. and trucks, so you get yeah. him a dinosaur truck, and you know you're the best uncle ever. Um, but between us, because it's like it used to be. Also, you had to go to a... Do you remember the rush that you had around Christmas time? Sometimes oh, yeah. to yeah, go. I mean, I remember
1: and, I worked retail. You're talking to Abercrombie oh, yeah. and Fitch and American Mr. Eagle. Like, I worked Christmas Fitch over and, here. I worked Christmas Eve. Plays like it was hard being
0: shirtless around Christmas time. Let me tell you.
1: <laughs> many years, I worked Christmas Eve. And you would see all the dads come rushing in yeah. on Christmas Eve to suddenly realize they got to buy presents. And by the way, Buck, for the nervousness of being responsible, uh, last weekend or the weekend before last, my kids are playing baseball. I showed up for a game and the umpires both had pink shirts on. I still don't know like the instead of the blue usual that an umpire would wear baseball umpire. They both had pink jerseys on like as the umpires. And I swear, I still don't know why they had pink on, but I swear to you, when I walked up, I froze for a moment. And I was like, oh, my God, did I forget about Mother's Day? Did I forget about some signature holiday? It was, you know, late March, but it took me for a moment. I was like, oh, my God, I I whiffed and the boys whiffed. I, I had that frozen moment of fear. What was it? I don't know. I don't know why oh, okay. yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. For the punchline here, like, what like, I, I, you know, wasn't like breast cancer awareness, or I don't know. It was, I mean, a little league baseball, you know, like 12 uh, U baseball game. But I, that's the, the fear of a dad. I know there were a lot of other dads that walked up at that same game, and for a moment, they were just like, "Oh no, I blew it in your head because you're responsible for everybody for all these holidays."
0: You know, I, I I also think that because now you can you can just with a few strokes of your thumb buy anything and have it delivered the next day pretty much i just think that our whole commercial culture has changed quite a bit so you know people don't usually if if the wife or the husband or whatever has a thing that they really want to get people tend to get it you know what i'm saying i mean you can come up with sentimental gifts and that's always nice and things like that but you know you don't need someone to buy. You don't need someone guy, to get you man. a land, a, a beige Lands End sweater for Christmas every year. That's you right. know what I mean. No I'm an experienced person.
1: So more than getting something, you know, like a new jacket or a new pair of pants or a tie or whatever it is, I would rather try to come up with something fun to experience. Right. You can go to a concert. Maybe you go away for a night or two uh, to a cool event. Something like that is, to me, way more entertaining than a physical possession because there's not really that much physical possessions as a 44 now year old dad there's not many physical possessions that i'm like oh my god i have to get that again if i don't buy it at costco or i don't buy it at amazon basically i don't buy it i don't remember the last time i bought something that wasn't at amazon or costco and
0: then there's also you know it's, we're coming up here. I'm I'm up in New York to spend time with the family because of, of uh, well, it's Good Friday tomorrow, and then it's Easter uh, Easter Sunday. Uh, the, the whole Easter bunny thing, you know, I know oh, people. Oh, the
1: boys, my boys were way in on the Easter see, bunny. See,
0: people, I understand it's fun. People love the whole bunny thing, but, you know, it's actually the most important Christian or yeah. holiday of the year, you know? I, I just think that, I get that gets really lost in this bizarre it's not even anatomically correct like bunnies don't make
1: eggs i don't know i'm not i, a fan. I don't i don't even remember yeah, that's a, actually a really good point Thank i you. don't even remember when the easter bunny took over but the easter bunny is now like kind of a default santa claus like the amount of uh of expectation for kids now um, putting out the Easter eggs is kind of a fun event and everything else, and uh, everybody getting dressed up in their Easter finery, mm. as 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 it were, ready for spring. I think for but a, lot, there's of a folks, lot of stuff on the calendar now little, that I don't. A little remember. more
0: time with the resurrection of Jesus, a little less time with the Easter eggs. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it. I out mean, there. I
1: certainly understand that for Christmas too. You know, we've yeah. allowed uh, Christmas to kind of just become I, a you know, uh, a is... holiday of uh, of of excess as well. And i, I know
0: also just one quick tip. Um, you know, every year they have to, they have to tell people this. A little bunny rabbit seems like a cute gift on Easter for your kid. Those things last, like, 14 years. So, you know, it's like a dog.
1: They get big, and they also, if they happen to find another bunny rabbit, you got a lot of baby bunnies all the time. So that is a lot to take care of. Be careful. Uh, As anybody who lives in a suburban neighborhood knows, there are bunnies everywhere, and they breed fast. Sunday Sizzle with Clay and Buck. Buck, you're a married man now, which means I bet you have an opinion on this. So, I am admittedly obsessed with the royal family, pay a lot of attention to what goes on, inner intricacies of the royal family. My wife's got the crown on. I haven't watched every episode of the crown, but I will tell you that I have walked in intending to walk through a room, sat down, and two and a half hours later, I've watched three episodes of the crown. That has happened. So... The uh, uh, King Charles, I guess he still is. he He's a king. He's going to officially be coronated next month. Joe Biden can't manage to make the trip over, I think, because he's probably not healthy enough to have two trips to Europe this close. So instead, he's got his wife going. Jill Biden is going uh, to represent the United States. Prince uh, William will be there with Kate. Prince William, of course, the heir to the British throne. Charles is 75 years old, or whatever the heck he is, finally gets the crown. His mom lived well over 90 years old. Prince, You're shaking your head. Prince Harry is going. Meghan Markle is not going to the coronation of her father-in-law, the King of England. I'm sorry. When you get married, you end up going to all sorts of family events that you would normally not go to if you were still single.
0: But, Clay, if you were a psychopathic narcissist, this is the perfect play because everyone has to sit around and say, oh, my gosh. I mean, think about this. The king of England, and I sit here and I still think the fact that there's a monarchy in England, it's not our problem. We're American, thank God. But it's it's just bizarre. Okay? It's bizarre. I mean, European royalty should just be... Guys who are annoying, you bump into at a bar who think that they're fancy and nobody cares. They're like, oh, I'm like the you know second Earl of Denmark or something. No one cares anymore about those other countries. In the UK, people still seem to care a thousand years of monarchy or whatever. But now the story becomes about her. And look, I, I sit here and I, I always tell Clay, I'm like, Clay, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody listening to us cares about the royal family. Number one story topped the New York Post today. Top of NewYorkPost.com is this imbroglio... Over the British royal family. So somebody out there is not telling the truth
1: about how much they care about this stuff. Everybody lies about what they click on on the internet. I run it. I I ran. I still see all the optics on what people read at OutKick. People say all the time, oh, I don't care about that story. I don't care about LeBron James. I don't care about Tom Brady. I don't care about the royal family. I don't care about Trump. You all care. You're all lying. Because the data reflects what you click on. We can see it. Most people lie on the internet. I think Prince Harry has to divorce her. And and and, and I'm going to be honest with you. If you... All of your friends... And all of your family who have known you for your entire life... Almost to a man and woman... Will tell you... Your wife is awful. And your position is... No, my wife is not awful. Which is more likely? That you are, maybe because you're in love with her, maybe because you're in a toxic relationship, you are the one who is correct, and everyone else that has ever known you is wrong, or you are wrong and they are right. This is a simple numbers game. But the fact that she isn't going to the coronation of the king, her father-in-law, Something that has only happened once in the last 70 years or whatever it is. I mean, there are a lot of dudes out there right now. Like, I'm going to a baby shower this weekend, right? I'm going to a wedding shower this weekend with my wife. And I'm speaking for you. You have zero interest in doing that at all. You are doing it because you are married and you feel some form of obligation to attend a family event that you would otherwise have zero interest in. This chick can't be bothered to attend the coronation of the king? I would, Buck, I would go with Prince Harry if he asked me. I've never met Prince Harry. If Prince Harry's listening right now, he's out in California, he's a big Clay and Buck fan. He's like, man, my wife ditched me. I need somebody to be my plus one. If Harry reached out to me, I have an unblemished record of heterosexuality. I can't get pregnant. I'm not going to have a baby. I don't believe that because I'm not a Democrat. I would go with Harry. I don't even know him at all to go to the coronation of Prince Charles, King Charles. I would. I would, go, I would even blink at the idea, and his own wife won't go. I'm not doubting you. Um, I'm just... You know who I would be jealous? And, Your wife, Carrie. She would be like, I can't believe Clay gets to go to the coronation of King Charles.
0: She probably would think the coronation move is, is the thing to go to. Yes, I, I think Can that's you imagine the,
1: the tabloid reaction if I walked in with Prince Harry, like as his plus one?
0: Mm. think of all the media matters media articles. matters
1: media matters <laughs> would lose their mind if i got to go to the coronation but i would go i don't know prince harry out of respect for what a huge historical event this is i would go as an american megan markle just, isn't going it's it's inexcusable she's got to get divorced got to get divorced this whole, this the whole
0: concept of of monarchy is uh is just absurd I, I don't know what else to say and even some of my favorite my favorite brits argue with me on this and they they like the pageantry and the history and the you know they come up with all this stuff and I, i'm sorry i just i look at this and i all i can think is uh this
1: is have absurd, you been but in westminster is, abbey right you would not you would know i don't know um you i'm saying you you've been in westminster abbey at some point in your oh, life oh i'm right? sorry
0: uh yeah. Yeah. Once a long, long, long time ago. Sure.
1: I mean, it's an exquisite historical venue. Most people don't ever. I mean, the the coronation of a king or queen is so rare. Historically, they have been doing it there for like a thousand years. I don't I, I just this is a big deal to me. You sometimes do things that you would otherwise not want to do because you're in a relationship. This is a He's got to in this thing. He's got to get divorced. This is, a, just, this is a this is a this is a deal breaker.
0: I just think that the American people should have a skeptical, if not hostile view of the British monarchy, given that the formation of this country was rooted in. We don't want the British royal family telling us it. what to do. I'm, I'm, so, not, I'm
1: not arguing in favor of the royal family. I'm saying I care. And Let me bring it back to Hunter Biden. If Hunter Biden's stripper baby mama wouldn't go to the inauguration with him, let's pretend that he wanted to invite her instead of somebody else, instead of his, uh, his, uh, bro- his brother's ex-wife, that would be a relationship breaker there too. I'm not a fan of Joe Biden, but if you get invited to an inauguration and the son's dad is getting inaugurated, you got to be there.
0: Clay's Clay's Dating or or Marriage Deal Breakers would be a fun podcast on its own. <laughs> if you refuse to go to the inauguration of the King of England, that is
1: a deal breaker. Coronation sir. or the inauguration. It's a deal breaker. The, uh, uh, relationship's can I tell you this, though, I'm
0: always curious. It, uh, there must be huge, like Meg, it must be a huge Meghan Markle constituency out there, too, right? There must be people that think that she's great, because all I all I ever hear is. And I don't want to hear about it at all. If I could come up with some app on my phone that would sift out news of the royal family, I swear I really would not want to see any of this stuff. But there must be people that are big fans, right? The Netflix pays them all that money to not even do a podcast and, or, not, or a show or whatever. there are people who
1: care. I don't know that there are people who like her. I would kind of put Meghan Markle in the Joe Biden camp, right? Nobody's actually a Joe Biden fan. You ever hear somebody, even if you got really liberal friends, you ever hear people like, you know what president I really love? Joe Biden. I've never heard anybody say that in my entire life. There are people who will support Joe Biden, but they don't actually like him. And so I feel like that is Meghan Markle. I don't believe there's anybody who actually likes her.
0: I just, I just will go on the record here and say, I told Clay, I'm like, I don't, I don't know, man. He, he's, he loves this royal family stuff. It, and, I, and you know what's funny, though? I know there are people who are with me and just are like, I don't understand why anyone cares. There are people, a lot of them, look at what's on the top of all the websites, who love hearing about the latest drama and intrigue. By the way, you really want to find out, learn more about, you know, they kind of pushed all this stuff aside. Mm, You know, the guy who abdicated uh, with, with Wallace Simpson and that whole thing not really such a great not really such a great guy when you learn about what he really thought about some things going on in Europe anyway whole other whole other conversation they don't really like to talk about that very much in the UK I'm just not a royal family guy
2: hey have you ever used cheapo air
1: for years and I really like it
0: That's T, the number two, T, dot org. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.